0: Hey beauties, welcome to another episode of Confiding Confidently, a place where comforting and convicting truths on faith, marriage, and motherhood are discussed. I'm your host, Stephanie Holbrook. Let's jump in. Hey ladies, I am so excited today is the first day of fall. Oh, yes. September 23rd. Even though y'all won't be getting this podcast until October 1st. um, But I'm, like, so ready for this fall weather. Like, I'm wearing a sweater today, you guys. And y'all, I'm in Alabama. Fall don't happen here. We go from summer straight into winter. So... But I will be sweating, I'm sure, by the end of this day. But this morning, I'm I'm am wearing my sweater. I'm ready for it, ladies. And so today, I'm just I don't know if it's just the the feel good vibes, knowing that fall is here and the leaves are changing its colors, or what. But I want to hop on today, and I have just got an encouraging slash convicting slash comforting message for you, ladies. Um. Recently, a friend reached out, and and she had said that she was just. How did she put it? I just you know, I just looked and I and I just it, it honestly has bothered me, just because there is there is let me tell you there is nothing special about anybody in the Christian faith. There is not oh well we're just born with a, a, an inclination to memorize scripture and, and to know certain Bible stories. No, that is something that is, it is put in us whenever the Holy Spirit comes in to live in our hearts. Um, that is not something that just, it just happens. It, it, it gets cultivated over time. Um, I want to tell you when I first became a Christian, I was, I wanted, see, there are two types of people in this world. There are, there are carrot people and there are stick people. And I am a stick person. You can, you can dangle a carrot in front of my face and I'm just like, okay, that's nice. But I mean, God, like you have to get a switch after me. To, to make me do certain things like I, I there has to be some kind of punishment involved if I don't do it and I know you're probably thinking well God doesn't punish and Well, no, of course he doesn't but at the same time when God has put you know something on our hearts and we know it's of him and we just completely disobey or just trying to ignore it you know then he kind of gets a, you know he might pull out the switch and just kind of tap us on the on the bottom and tell us to go you know because, you know, we do it with our kids, or at least I do. And that's that's an episode for a whole other day. We will eventually touch on the topic. Because I do. I want to talk about all the things, you guys. Everything. I want to talk about everything. We're going to, you know, I'm going to have some guest speakers on that, you know, believe differently than I. Not as far as faith goes, but just far as, you know, parenting, marriage, you know, that kind of stuff. Because the world is made up of so many different people. And, you know, and, and something that I have just kind of found comfort in is that God does not convict us all in the same way like yes there is there is a base you know there is is there's a a hard line that all of us are to follow but there is some people God allows to do some things that others aren't allowed to do you know you know others may but you may not you know there's there's that like And I think it honestly comes down to what our spiritual maturity levels are. Because God is the good father. He knows what one can handle and what one can't. Like my oldest daughter is 10. I trust her to cook eggs on the stove. I allow her to do that. My two-year-old is not allowed to touch the stove. She's not allowed to even touch the knobs on the stove, okay? Because she isn't mature enough. She doesn't know. And God does the same with us. And also, there are certain things that I hold my oldest daughter accountable for because she knows better that I don't hold my two-year-old accountable for because she doesn't know better because she's not that age. So, there, there's a a lot of grace in being a christian okay there is just an, an amazing amount of grace and so i don't want anyone any woman to ever think because you don't know a certain amount of scripture well then you, you're not a good christian or because you know you do a certain you don't do a certain type of thing that you're not a good christian because there is no such thing as that okay there is no such thing as a good christian or a bad christian you're just a good christian period you're just a christian hence therefore you are good you are good okay you are good you may make bad decisions but that's where, you know, and I'm not talking about this greasy grace where just you do whatever you want. And then at the end of the night, before, just make sure before you fall to bed, you know, you fall asleep. You just make sure you say, Lord, I'm sorry for that. Even though I'm going to do it again tomorrow. No, I'm not talking about the greasy grace now. I'm talking about the pure, repentive. oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, God. I'm sorry, you know, that I've disappointed you and and, and I just want to be in close communion with you again. That's the kind of grace I'm talking about, okay? The biblical grace. Now, all that to say this, there is there is not some type of of test that we're gonna get when we die and stand before the Lord. He's not gonna ask us, okay, recite Paul or you know, recite Paul in, in his letter to the Ephesians, chapter four, verse fifteen. Like he's not going to do that, okay? He knows our heart. And some of us don't have a good memory. Some of us really don't. But even though like I, it, I just don't want you to think because, and and I, and I see that though. I see it. I see women who who write themselves off because they don't know a certain passage. They don't know the the hermeneuticals behind uh, uh, the Bible, and that's not which hermeneuticals that is. Um, That's a whole nother beast. (laughs) That is actually the study of Scripture and breaking it down and and all that good stuff. Uh, I will say this, okay? I love fall okay like I love it that is my season when I just start new things I started my blog in the fall I started uh, this podcast in the fall I started my speaking in the fall like everything like fall is my time mind you my birthday is in the fall my husband's birthday is in the fall our wedding anniversary is in the fall like fall fall is just my jam okay and my husband he pokes fun at me he says that's because your whole your heart is uh cold and dead <laughs> that's why you like fall <laughs> But that is not the case. Y'all know me and my husband would like to poke at each other. But anyways, um, you are not, you are not held up to another um, person in this world as far as what you know and what you don't know. Okay. So I don't want you to think that at all. Um, But I will say this. It was hard. It was hard when I first became a Christian because I didn't want to read the Scripture. Because I felt conviction. I saw where I was doing things wrong. And then there are some things I just didn't even understand. I didn't even understand. Um, But I will say this. Now, it's all I want to do. It's all I want to do so much so that I've gone back to school for it. (laughs) I'm taking up courses, um, different courses in theology because I just I love it. I want to devour it, I want to dissect it. I want all the things I want to extract all the nourishment I can get from it. Now, that is not for every woman. I completely understand and agree. You know, that's not for everybody, but for me, I just felt the Lord laid on my heart to get ready. What does he want me to get ready for? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't really know exactly. I don't know the details. I just kind of know uh, the gist of what we're doing, right? Kind of like when you make book a cruise to the Bahamas. You don't really know what you're going to do, and you haven't seen it, but you kind of got a good idea that it's going to involve a beach and water, so you know to pack a swimsuit. <laughs> and that's kind of like what it is right now with uh, my theology studies. Um, God told me to get ready. So I'm getting ready. I think that is uh, what it may look like. It may look like a women's ministry. It may look like just knowing what I'm talking about when I get on here and and record these podcast episodes. I, I don't know, but I know I want to be ready. I want to be ready, and that is hard for me, you guys. Like y'all, I am a I'm a four, uh, a, a, an enneagram four. Like I love to just kind of fly by the seat of my pants I don't really need things planned out I want to feel all the feels I want to you know experience all the emotions and I don't want to miss out on any of that because I'm so focused on expectations right but at the same time I do you know sometimes do like to and this goes back to you know childhood trauma I imagine (laughs) um but I do like to know like where exactly are we going? Like, you ain't got to give me all the details. But, you know, if you can just kind of give me a little bit of a hint, that would be great. And God's just kind of like, you don't need to know. You don't need to know. Just know, Just just have faith. Just trust that I'm going to get you there. But you just get ready. And so I'm like, okay, God, I'm doing that. So, all that to say this. When I first started as a Christian, reading my Bible, I followed a one-year, I think, yeah, it was chronological chronological study or reading plan of the Bible. Now, that's wonderful. I love that. And and, and this is my thing. If you haven't read all the way through the Bible, gosh, you're missing out. You're missing out. Whether it takes you a year, three years, five years, I mean, pick your plan. They've got plans for all kinds of stuff, like every... Timeline you want, but I encourage you, I highly, highly encourage you to get into the Word of God. You're not going to desire it if you've never had it. Okay, let me repeat that you will not desire it if you've never had it. You are not going to just wake up one day and be like, I'm gonna read the Bible. Like, you've got to make yourself okay. At first, you're going to have to make yourself, but then, once you do it, oh my gosh, you're not going to be able to put it down. I can guarantee you that. Now, that looks different for every person. It may take you a week. It may take you 21 days. It may take you two years, but eventually, if you just keep making yourself do it, you are not going to want to miss it, okay? So, get you some kind of reading plan, because... I mean, come on, y'all. We say we're Christians. How do we even know what we believe? You know, Peter said, have an answer for every question. Have an answer for what you believe. Why do you believe what you believe? Because a preacher preached it one Sunday five years ago. No, girl, get in the word. God didn't write it just to the preacher to give to you. He wrote it to you. It's a personal love letter from God, the creator to you. Don't miss out on that. I remember in middle school and high school, you know, my little boyfriend would give me a letter. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, I was raising hands. I was doing everything I could to get to the bathroom so I could open up that letter, which was folded immaculate. Y'all, like, does anybody remember how we used to fold the, the notes? Like, I know we used to do it. I mean, like, some daggum origami crap. I can't do that now. <laughs> I do not. I can barely fold the paper up to put in the envelope, okay? But we used to do it. But gosh, how just fervent and on fire we were. Like that letter was burning my pocket up. I needed to get in that bathroom and read this love letter from a 12-year-old boy. (laughs) But yet, here we are. We have God's love letter. The person who created us collecting dust on our bookshelves. But yet we're Christians. Y'all... It's gonna be hard, I promise like it it, it is it, it, it will be a struggle, but gosh, once you get it, oh man, it is so satisfying. It is better than any book you've ever read, okay? and I've and I'm a reader, I'm an avid reader. I love reading, I love writing. I've always been a reader, but don't nothing touch to the drama that's in the Bible and the love that I learn from it, okay? and it never fails. I've read through four times and every time I read through, it is just every just everything. It just it comes to life. Every morning I I get something out of it. And I've read it. I've read it before. But yet there, it just it hits a certain season of my life, a certain time it's just the scripture I needed to know. It's just this, it's just the, the promise that needed to be repeated. He never fails to meet with me every morning with my coffee. I've got like, literally, I've got like six different devotional books that I'm reading. And I'll read them out to you. I've got Jesus Calling, A Hundred Days to Brave by Annie F. Downs, who I love. If you haven't checked out her podcast, y'all, go check it out. That sounds fun. Annie F. Downs. It is amazing, okay? My, My heart... My goal is one day to be on her, on her podcast. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fangirl anyways. And um, then the next one I also recommend is amazing. Never Too Much, Always Enough by Jess Connolly and Haley Morgan, authors of Wild and Free. And then also Priscilla Shira's Awaken, which is an amazing book that God is really speaking to me through right now. And uh, I read through my Bible and right now I'm actually, I'm just doing it. By myself like the chronicle the chronological Bible plans or the you know, the yearly Bible plans, all that is great, but I found myself, especially after I had I had done it like three three years in a row, I found myself kind of going, Okay, I need to hurry up, I need to read these three chapters, you know, and it, it, it got into where I was just checking it off my list so that I could say, Okay, I've read through the Bible this year And I I didn't want to do that again. I didn't want to rush through it. I wanted to just kind of slowly sip on it. You know, I I had read the whole thing from cover to cover. I had gotten the the gist. I had seen the beautiful love story that unfolds throughout it. But then I just decided I wanted to just to just dig. I wanted to dig a little bit deeper. And here recently, you know, I felt the Lord put it on my heart to uh, begin speaking. And for me. I am I. I like black and white. Okay, I like to know what is it that I am allowed. Like, what is what is okay, God? You know, and there's a lot of debate if women should even speak. You know, because Paul discusses it. You know, and he was telling the church, you know, let your women be silent. And so I was struggling with that. Like, where and y'all? I still don't even have the answer. Yes, I know. It's so crazy. I still don't even know. But I'm just stepping out in faith, you know. But I did decide I was going to, instead of taking in what everybody else was telling me. Now, because you can can order the books off Amazon. You can go to the library. Everybody has an opinion on the women speaking in the church. And that's great. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I wanted to see for myself. I wanted wanted God. I didn't want the hand-me-downs the hand-me-down revelation that God gave to somebody else, and they wrote it in a book. I wanted to know and feel what God said for myself. So, I started, um, I've started Go, and I'm, I am literally, I have a, a huge notebook. And every time I see a female, you know, word, whether it be sister, mother, bro, you know, sister, mother, wife, Girl, damsel, anything like that, anything with a female, a feminine word. I don't even know the word that I'm looking for, but, anyways, y'all get what I'm saying. Um, I write it down and I write down, you know, the order in which it comes. And it's honestly, y'all, it's really interesting. And 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 I'm not saying you have to go and do that, but for me, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted God to show me what it is that He deems right not what man does not not what you know whatever preacher of whatever church has wrote a book about i don't want to know what they think you know that's fine and dandy and there's nothing wrong with commentary because god has i mean god is not secretive okay he lets his his will and his his uh desires be known okay he's not gonna leave us in the dark and say okay try your best to try and please me he's not gonna do that and if we seriously seek him out and his will out he will reveal himself okay and so i just i did i i I started and i go through and i'm writing it all down and i wish i could tell y'all right now where that is but y'all it's a big bible and there is a lot of words but i am just taking my time and yeah and i do i get off on my on my rabbit trails but y'all it is it's if i had never started just dissecting it like that just the blessings that i would have missed out on not rushing to just try and get it done but just really just just sipping on it and and you know i'm not a wine drinker but you know they they swish it around the cup they smell it they put it in their mouth they swish it around in their mouth and then they swallow it and then they i feel like that is a good illustration of what i'm doing with the scripture i'm taking it verse by verse and just marinating in it And getting everything out of it. And y'all, it is so beautiful. God has just really revealed some stuff to me that I didn't, I had not paid attention to before. All that to say this. You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to be, you know. And I know that's something for me. When I first became a Christian, I was like, I will never, I will never be that woman. That will be able to pay attention uh, enough in church to have the scriptures memorized or these stories in the Bible, what book they're in or the characters that are in that story, you know, besides like the ones that we learn, like in VBS, like the the big stories that everybody kind of knows, you know, the Samson story, the David and Goliath story, you know, those stories. But y'all, that is just how amazing God is. Like you don't even know that you're, you're memorizing it, that you're taking it in, but you are. It is so, I mean, and it's just like when we eat food. We don't know what, ner- I mean, unless you're a dietitian, which, by the way, go you. Um, Me, I, 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 you know, and that's just, that's something else that amazes me, that God has made us each so uniquely different. And and I, me and my husband, we were in the hot tub last night, and when I got out, the sky was just so beautiful and so clear. And you could see the, every twinkling star in the sky, because we live out in the boonies, y'all. And I just was just in awe. And it brought a tear to my eye because, y'all, I'm flawed. I am I'm a rough girl turned redeemed. I mean, idiot, like, my past, it's just, and I don't share it bragging. I share it to brag on God. Like, look at where he has brought me from. If he can bring me from that stuff, he can bring anybody from anywhere, right? but that God had created something so absolutely breathtaking and knowing full well how I was going to screw up because God is omnipresent. He's, he's everywhere all the time. He knows all the things. He still said, the world needs her. I want her. I want her there. The world will not be What I want it to be without her there. God's saying the same thing about you, girl. The world is not going to be what he has intended for it to be without you. Your words, your mind, your personality, your sphere of influence, your things. It would not be the world that God wanted without you in it. That just blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. And it should blow your mind too. That God looked at the world and said, you know, I need her there. I need her there. But anyways, let's get back to it. I wasn't that girl. I could sit in church and I didn't, I didn't know the scripture. I didn't know the hymns. I didn't know any of that stuff. And just by sitting down every morning and reading my Bible, God slowly but surely wrote those things on my heart. Yeah, there were some things that I had to put forth an effort and memorize. But for the most part, it just came naturally. Just a love letter that got memorized. It got put on my heart. You can do it too. There is nothing. God does amazing things, okay? If He's calling you to do something, He's going to bring it to pass. If He calls us to read His Word, we're going to understand it. And you might read something and be like, I don't know how any of that applies to my life. Read it next year. Read it two weeks from the moment you're in right now. Read it in your next season. You'd be amazed at how it'll click then. It's like somebody put a highlighter on that Word or on that Scripture, and it just... You get it. All of a sudden, you've read it before. You didn't get it. And now you got it. I'm going to tell y'all. It's hard, though. You know, it was hard. (laughs) Four kids. or Back when I first became a Christian, just one baby. And I was just a baby having a baby. I was 17 years old, y'all. Trying to learn about God. And it's so funny because as I learned about God and His love and His will and his grace, and his statutes, I was learning alongside my daughter. like We learned together. When I was reading the scripture to her, it wasn't something that I was like, oh, I've heard this my whole life. No, it was, was, there was moments when I stopped and I was like, dang, I just get it now. I'm just now getting it. We're getting it together. (laughs) And that's been something so beautiful. There is nothing wrong with Christian books. I mean, I, I love Christian books. I love commentary. I love podcasts. I love sermons. I love all those things, y'all. As much as the next woman. I love them. I love praise and worship music. But y'all, nothing, nothing that man creates can take the place of just you and God sitting together nothing replaces you sitting at the feet of christ and asking him to pour into you to reveal some new truth to you this day nothing okay now i'm not saying you've got to sit down you've got to read three chapters every day of the week and then on sunday you read five no ma'am that's not what i'm saying at all you take it in as much as you can okay however much that is Because some people, you know, some people can eat a whole pizza. Some can only eat one or two slices. Okay? The same applies with Scripture. Some people can sit down and they can can ingest and digest and get all the nutrients out of five chapters a day. I am not one of those people. (laughs) And some people, it's just one Scripture. And if that's all you have time for, that's good. Take the time that you have and use that. But... Make sure, okay, because we live, y'all know that the society we live in now is go, 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 busy, busy, busy. Do all the things. Watch all the movie. You know, do all that stuff. Is that truly all the time you have? Is it truly all the time you have? Okay. I can't answer that for you. But I know for me, when I wake up in the morning, I, I have gotten to where I will not even put my phone next to my bed. It does not sit on my nightstand because I... Even though I've been in this and I, and I love reading God's word, there are still mornings where I where I would wake up and that temptation was just so strong. Especially if I, you know, I touched my phone to see what time it was. Because, I mean, this is the, the age we live in. Nobody has an alarm clock anymore. Everybody just uses their phone. <laughs> I would touch my phone to see what time it was. And I would see that I got some notifications. And so instead of going into the Lord's presence and reading his word, I'd be getting on Facebook, seeing what everybody been doing while I was asleep. What did I miss? Let me get on Instagram and see if anybody liked my stuff. I mean, and it would just, when I would finally sit, like, put my phone down to read my Bible and stuff, mm-mm. my times done got cut in half because I'd spent so much time scrolling on the phone, okay? And then, while I'm in Scripture, I'm thinking about what Joe Blow said about such Susie Sal, you know, On their status update, I come, and like I said, that's why I put my phone either on my dresser or leave it in the kitchen. I leave it somewhere else where it is not the first thing that I grab. But the first thing that I grab in the morning is my Bible. Now, mind you, you may say, well, I don't wake up till such and such time. Okay, wake up earlier. But I'm tired. Yes, but you're going to be spiritually tired before you even get to lunch if you don't get some Jesus in you. And y'all, I'm not just preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself like it is it is Satan's gonna give up Satan is gonna throw all the distractions our way that he possibly can, but we've got to make a deal to do the things, okay to be mindful of what we do, all right Maybe you're not a morning person, maybe you do better at night. my husband is one my husband he cannot like it is it is a it is a struggle. The struggle is real, ladies. For him to get up in the morning, okay, <laughs> like he literally is like one eye opens, and I'm like, okay, you're gonna open your other one. Yeah, I need some coffee. But anyways, he does his Bible reading at night. Some mornings, after he gets a couple of cups in, he can do it in the morning. But for the most part, he is a, he he does it. He does better at night. Now I will say this though, the mornings when he does get to read his Bible. It takes him a little bit longer to lose his temper, you know, because we are human. We live in a fallen world. Sin still happens, and, and I mean, now does that excuse it? Absolutely not. But for the most part, if he can get scripture in, I don't know. It's just, it's just something different. You get, it's like a little revival in the morning. It revives you. Now, so ladies, that is that is my. Convicting and comforting and encouraging truth is that these great fathers and mothers of the faith, it wasn't because they just automatically, when the presence of the Lord filled them and they became a safer, they just, they loved scripture. They just wanted to spend all their time in scripture. No. Like, I, I will not even lie to you. Like, I was falling asleep. And sometimes I still even do, like, mm, I hate to even say that, but it is so true. Like, sometimes I still be falling asleep when the preacher is preaching a message, okay? Because we are in this flesh, y'all. We We still struggle, okay? But I'm going to tell you, these fathers and mothers of faith that you see, they didn't just give in to that flesh, okay? They didn't just say, well, I just can't get it because I just don't like it and it's hard for me to understand. No, they kept working at it until it just became like second nature. They, It just it, it became who they were, okay? So I want you to set out. I want you to set a goal for yourself, ladies. I want you to buckle down. And set a goal. You will read your Bible every day for a week. Try it for a week. I'm not gonna tell you where where you need to read at. You know, you do you do you boo, okay? <laughs> but I, um, if you've never read the Bible though, I will say this: if you've never read the Bible and you're kind of like, I don't even know where to start. For me, whenever I first started reading it. I started reading in the New Testament. I started reading with um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you know, working through the Gospels. And then once I got through the Gospels, you know, I just followed through. And then when I got to Revelation, I was like, no, dog, hold up. Let's go back and see where all this even even comes from. And I'm going to tell you, when I went back and I started reading the Old Testament, I could see pictures of Christ. Where the, the scriptures were referring to him. Because I had read who Christ was and how he came. Okay. So, y'all, just get in the word. Get in the word. There, You know, me being on here, that's not helping you. You listening to other people, that's not. That, that does not take the place of the relationship and the communion and the fellowship that comes. When you buckle down and you sit down at the feet of Jesus and you read his word read his love letter read it girls you know I struggle with depression and anxiety and one thing I've learned is when I'm struggling I can just get in there and I can read that love that love letter I just read that love letter and it's like you know what this is not the end this is not real it does not matter my feelings do not control me because I'm reading the facts baby Satan is not going to pull me down because this word is lifting me up. Okay? So if there's something you're struggling with, your marriage is not good, your kids are being kids, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all, go to the living water. Be refreshed. Read his word. Let him write it on your heart. There's nothing like it. There is nothing like it ladies. So that's all I have for you today and something I can confidently confide in you today. I did this all without any kind of bullet points. (laughs) I totally shot from the hip on that one. I wasn't even really planning on recording today but I said you know what it's just so pretty and fall like outside and I just want to be I just want to talk to these women and encourage them and tell them they're not alone in their struggles with trying to read the scripture. I know it's so hard sometimes but Find your translation that is easy for you to read, ladies. Get in it. You may be asking, well, Stephanie, what do you read? Um, I am kind of a, I'm an old soul, y'all. I'm an old soul. Um, I like the these and the thous. And I know that's not for everybody, and that's cool. And, I'm not, and I am definitely not saying that the King James Version is the only version you can read because anything else is trash. No, I'm not saying that at all. But that is what I read. And um, I recently just got me a new Bible. And it's <clears throat> the King James version, and then it's got Matthew Henry commentary at the bottom of it. So now, mind you, it is the the abridged; it's not the unabridged because I have the unabridged Matthew Henry, and it won't even fit on my desk. It is so huge, and then I have to get a magnifying glass to even read it because the w- t- words are so tiny. Um, but anyways, ladies, just get in the word. God wants to to reveal things to you. You don't have to, and and that's what I love. Like He wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to me. He doesn't want, you know, to have to go through uh, somebody in the middle to talk to us. Like, we get to experience that by ourselves every day. And, you know, and I read my Bible and I pray. And then I just sit in silence. Before the crazy chaos of the day, before the phones, before the Facebook, before the Instagram, before all the things, I just sit. And I just kind of meditate. I just think about, you know, what was it that stuck out to me? Why did it stick out to me? What was God trying to show me in that? And then that's where the dissecting comes. And that's where more questions come from. And that's it's in those things. That's when you start memorizing stuff. Because you remember it because it was something that you thought about. It was it was a question you wanted answered. It wasn't something that somebody presented to you or read off to you. It's something that you earnestly wanted to know for yourself, and God revealed it to you. And those, man, it's my favorite time of the day. I'm just saying. Where it once wasn't, I was not the girl who who knew the stories of the Bible. I was not the girl who could tell you where a certain passage was in the Bible. I was not the girl who knew what song was on what hymnal page. I was not that girl. But now I am. And it wasn't anything that anybody else did for me. It was all it was all Jesus. It was all his word. It was all sitting at his feet and letting him pour into me. That's all he wants to do with y'all. That is all he wants to do with you, girlfriend. He just wants you to come and sit. He's, he's there. He's there. He ain't going nowhere. He's waiting. And you may be saying, well, I, you know, I, it's just so hard. If you started today, if you take that challenge, a week from now, you're going to know something else about the Bible that you never thought of before. A year from now, a month, uh, let's let's just slow it down. Tomorrow, if you get up and you read your Bible tomorrow, tomorrow, you will have a new knowledge. A week from now, you will have seven days worth of new knowledge. A month from now, you have 30 to 31 days of new knowledge. A year from now, 365, baby. Ten years from now, my math isn't that good. (laughs) But I promise, it will not be void. It will not be void. Get in the scripture. Let God love on you. It's worth it. Until next time. Alright ladies, see y'all back next week for more comforting and convicting truths. If you haven't, go over to Facebook and give Confiding Confidently a like and a follow for never-before-seen memes and articles. If anything inspires or encourages, comforts or convicts you, share it. Love y'all. Until next time.